Dark Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. What's up, Mike? What's up, Chet? It's countdown to the fear. Yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it is kind of weird that the the world's going insane. More and your that. show is about to happen. <laughs> I wonder what will happen because we have had some weird synchronicities on the days that shows have happened. Your shows have happened here over the past four or five years. So who knows? Who knows what will happen on the seventh? On the seventh, there will be a great healing energy going all across the world. That sounds good. Just kidding. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope people aren't disappointed with the show because there's not that many pieces. <laughs> but you, you already said that you're in the you're in the small space, and everyone knows why you're doing the show, and that you know you were going to take a break, and you need a break, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good p- paintings. They're all good. That's the things. They're, they're all, amazing. They're all really solid. Thank you. But um, I like the background change you did on that one. Yeah, you know, what I did is I took those. There was a couple of paintings that weren't working really. They weren't just weren't clicking. They're were almost done, but it was like something's not right. So I took them into Photoshop. And started tweaking the colors. I cut out, removed the backgrounds, made them separate layers so I could start adjusting mm-hmm. the color of the background. And then I came up with these different colored backgrounds. And that was kind of what it needed was another, you know, little pop of color. Yeah, it's reminiscent of uh, when we were working on the the uh, dystopia Kickstarter for the yeah. solo show. And you were doing the dystopia and one-eyed Jack, too. Yeah. <laughs> you were just really having a hard time with it, you know. But then you finally changed the background and it was like what made it light, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was it the same thing, too. It was a Adam red background. Didn't Adam pick that one up? Yeah. Yeah, he bought that one. Yep. Adam Jones. The great Adam Jones from Tool. Yep. Still picking up, still picking up pieces. Maybe he'll get a piece from the fear. They're sick. They're ridiculous. He They're told, as good as the shit you were doing in two hundred five. He told me, you know, after he had his kid, he's like, "Man, I'm not going to be able to buy your artwork anymore." <laughs> but then he bought stuff from Dystopia. And he bought stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Same with Guillermo. Guillermo was like, I, "I gotta, I gotta stop buying stuff for me a couple of years ago or a few years back. I gotta stop buying buying uh, paintings from you. I'm a Chetaholic." <laughs> and he's and he was but he was serious. He's like, seriously, I gotta stop. And uh and then he bought something else for me. So <laughs> well you're not you're as not much gonna, as he was though. You're not gonna withhold, you yeah. know. You're, you're like you're the art dealer, like the drug dealer. You're yeah. like, Oh, I got the, I got the shit you need. Come on over. <laughs> I'm not gonna turn you away, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. I might even send you a text here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh well, so Mike had a great idea. Well, actually, I got to say, I, I'm gonna. I, I looked who it was who had the idea because I wanted to give them a shout out because I looked on the Dark Art Society page on Facebook, and anybody that doesn't know about that, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Dark Art Society, and that is our Facebook page. We do all kinds of st- uh, posting there as well as the posting of this particular podcast, and a guy named Josh Scott he sent an, a message to us and he was like, Hey, you guys should do an episode on and chat will tell you what that episode is on. So thank you, Josh Scott for this idea. Prince. Yeah. Not the artist formerly known as Prince Prince with the T P R I N T S. Uh, yeah. So Prince, I thought it, it's a great subject for, uh, for a podcast. Cause, uh, First off, let me say I've only had four hours sleep. It's the week before the fear, and it's the week of the show. It's we're recording yeah. this on a Monday, and I'm still finishing paintings for the show, and I have to paint the frame still. So that's where I'm He's at. Just so now. you know, yeah. And yeah. I just got done digging a kiva in my back. Well, I'm not <laughs> done with it, but I did more work on my kiva in the backyard. So you know how you build a kiva, Chet? Uh, how? By the shovelful. Okay. That's it. That's my wisdom for the day. That was that was my big enlightening moment as I stood out there with sweat pouring off the brim of my hat from my forehead, staring down at the dirt. Was like, you know how you build a kiva (laughs) by the shovelful, one shovelful at a time. 
No, it's true. No, but the real import was actually that it's like, how do you do anything? Well, you do it by by doing it because how else would you know how to do it unless if you just tried doing it? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. One step at a time. Anyway. Anyway. We're both worn out. We're yeah. Both worn we're out. both exhausted. So I'm just warning you that my my regular slow brained approach to this podcast is probably going to be even worse. But anyway, so Prince, P R I N T S. <laughs> I knew it was going to come around again. <laughs> so th- this is a great topic for artists. Um, it might be interesting for non-artists as well, but um, it's a great topic for artists because uh, you can make, like me, you can make more money from prints than originals. Mm-hmm. And so I always ask, you know, if any artists ask me, ask me advice about, um, I don't know, art business advice. I always, first thing I say is, aside from are you on social media and promoting yourself and marketing are you yourself? Ma- are you making good artwork? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's that's true. Uh, but I, I ask, if, are you doing prints? Because prints are that important. And um, I started doing prints, I think around 2000, 2004, maybe. And I kind of... Um, at, the, at that time, uh, Cam DeLeon was doing Happy Pencil and setting his website up and selling prints. And so he advised me and helped me out a lot as far as how to package them and, you know, just kind of got the, helped me get the ball rolling on that. So I, I uh, appreciate the help he gave me there. And um, Gabe Leonard is another guy that was a big print guy for me. And he actually sold me my first nice printer. Now he's got like, all these big, really nice printers. And I have his kind of low, lowest end printer that I print my stuff on, but it's, it's a, a professional grade printer. It's the Epson 48, uh, Epson <laughs> stylus pro 4,800. I call it, there you I, go. it's, you know, 4,800 and it's an older model, but this thing kicks ass and it's still working. Amazing. So, um, uh, yeah, I started with paper prints. I started printing on, you know, uh, commercial grade Epson printers that you could get at CompUSA back when there was a CompUSA, you know, going to the computer store, mm-hmm. $90. Circuit City. Yeah, $90 <laughs> printers. I guess you can go to, they still have like a Best Buy. But y- yeah. you can, you know, you could, the, the, the prints themselves use the same ink and, um, as they, you know, all the Epsons, I think that the ink is pretty much the same. So it's not like the quality of the print is any, is, is not as good. It's just that the actual printer isn't going to last as long, you know, I or remember be able to probably handle the volume. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I remember my, when I was using the commercial printers, they would just kind of go and shake while they were printing. <laughs> it's pretty funny. They got real plastic and cheap. And this 4800 is just like this heavy duty industrial monster. It's really great. So, um, anyway, uh, so to reiterate my point, you can really make more money selling prints than you can originals. And even big millionaire artists make more money than, than from selling originals. I know, you know, like these big time, I don't like the art necessarily, but what's that guy's name? Goddard does this dancing olives. I mean, that dude is, he does these dancing olives. It's crazy, but, um, <laughs> but everybody he, needs something like that. in their lounge. <laughs> but whatever he's, you know, he's figured out the marketing thing and he's carved out a, a niche for himself. And I'm sure he makes, you know, millions of dollars a year selling prints. Hell yeah. You know, because anybody can afford a print, you know, right. That's the thing. And I started, I've, I started out doing these kind of mid range paper prints. Um, and then I, yeah. Okay. So I started using, I, I started everything I start was started was really low budget cause I didn't have any money. So I would get the cheaper printer commercial printer. And then, um, I would use Epson watercolor paper, which is kind of a cheaper art paper. And then I graduated to, uh, this, this, Epson 4800 and I started using this Epson velvet fine art paper, which is really nice, heavy, fine art 
paper, you know, and it's got a good rating by the, it's like the Wilhelm Institute or something. They test uh, color fading and the acid in paper for, for specifically for prints. So, so that hmm. they, they have a rating system. So it's like, this is 99 plus years rated, you know? So the, I gr- eventually graduated onto um, the, the bigger prints on the nicer paper, the Epson velvet fine art paper. And I, that's what I still use for most of the majority of my prints. And then see, this is interesting. I start, uh, I, I was kind of getting a lot of information from Gabe after he sold me that printer. And um, he was telling me that, you know, there's, there's limited editions and there's open editions. Limited editions are, there's only going to be a certain amount of these ever printed at this exact size. And, you know, this edition is like a hundred or 50 or whatever. They have numbers to tell you what out of the edition and how many is in the edition on one side. And it's signed hand signed by the artist on the other side. And, uh, there's open editions are just prints that are signed that don't have a number. So you could just keep printing them forever. And, and because of that, they're cheaper. So, uh, I remember I was talking to Gabe about open editions and he was telling me he didn't have, he's all about canvas clays, which is the next step above the larger paper prints. And those are, um, prints printed on canvas and stretched on stretcher bars. And they look pretty much, you know, almost just like a painting. Yeah. They look a lot like a painting. Yeah. They're really amazing. The quality is, is incredible. So, I mean, I've had people, people come up to me at shows and ask, they think that all those canvas clays I have hanging up are paintings, you know, they look that good. Um, so he kind of got me into doing canvas clays, which, didn't quite work for me at first that well, but now they're starting to sell strangely enough after a few years. But, uh, an interesting thing that happened was he was telling me, um, uh, that open editions, he said he tried and they didn't work that well for him. Like he didn't sell that many. So for years I didn't do it thinking, Oh, open editions don't sell. And then on a whim, I, I did some open editions for really cheap and uh you know like 20 bucks these little eight by ten open editions and they just fly out the door this huge seller for me <laughs> you missed you missed the button <laughs> i tried so hard to even help that i know i saw everything. you i saw you um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but th- what that speaks to is the fact that again he has a very different target market right. audience you know what i mean and he's he's obviously not dealing to the kinds of people that are interested in $20 eight by 10 prints, but you know, you are. And so again, there's an important aspect there or a learning lesson there in being adaptable and flexible and recognizing, okay, this is good information. I'm going to co-opt that information, but you know, it may not fit me perfectly and I may need to adjust it. It may need a belt, you know, for instance. Exactly. It's, it depends on your, who your clientele base is or your fan base, you know, it's so, so it's, it's not a one, one size fits all kind of thing. And, you know, after I did the, the canvas, I started doing the canvas clays. They weren't selling that well. Like I said, I I've got, I started doing these small ones that I can print myself. These 11 by 14 canvas clays, which I print myself and stretch myself. And I offer the a 16 by 20 canvas clay and a 24 by 30 canvas clay. And I have to send those out to get printed from a, a print, a local printer that does art prints because my, I, I can't fit that size in my printer. So, um, but the, you know, I don't, I still don't sell a ton of the 24 by thirties. They're like 500 bucks, which is a pretty good price for a 24 by 30 inch, nice canvas clay. But they, those are starting to sell more as well as the 16 by twenties are starting to sell more. And the 11 by 14s are selling as much as my paper prints used to sell. So it was weird that it took a while to catch on. I'm not sure why. Cause when I first put out the canvas prints, it was just like nothing for probably a couple of years, you know, it so, could also just be that people are getting more hip to it. You know what I yeah, mean? Because more, like, more it's just taking, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like in general, like in the, cause you know, for instance, like if I go uh, to Santa Fe and I go to like a breakfast place, I'm going to look on the wall and I'm going to see these amazing photographs that local photo, you know, photographers here in New Mexico take of amazing landscapes. And they're printed on these, these, you know, canvas stretched G clays and they're on the wall and they're for sale. And so it's like a real common thing. People see it all over. And now you see that and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. That couldn't be the photograph in your mind. Of course you're like, that has to be printed. And so there's just I think people are more hip to that knowledge mm-hmm. that those exist and that that's there's a you know you could have something that would look almost like the original but isn't but that is cool and you can hang on your wall and be like a little bit more substantive than you know a paper right right yeah and, and I you know I've heard artists say not too often but I've heard them say substantial did I say it's substantive isn't the word substantial there you go <laughs> more substantial see aren't you glad yeah. I gave that uh, that uh, little warning at the beginning of the show that we're both exhausted yeah right (laughs) um anyway anyway yeah yeah so uh what the hell was i gonna say now you're talking about canvas sheet clays yeah how it started catching on and i said it was like people are starting to get hip to it and now I lost it. I'm so tired. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I can speak to the canvas G clay thing in the sense oh. that I sold. Go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> I had it and then I lost it again. Sorry. Okay. I I've sold canvas G clays and I don't make them myself and I don't have chat print them for me. I do an online thing. I have a place where I get a good deal and they make good product and I've sold a few of them and I just take my image and send it to them and they make it and send it to me. And then I give it to the art or the collector. You know what right. I mean? So that's a, you know, that's a way where somebody who doesn't even, in fact, if you wanted to, you could take a bunch of really cool images and you could say, Hey, I'm thinking about making G clays out of these. Anybody interested in these? And somebody might say, yeah, I'd like, you know, I'd take an 11 by 14 of that. Take a deposit. (laughs) Take a deposit. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of options for doing prints. I, I've started doing them myself just because I didn't have uh the money it seemed like you know it's more expensive to do to outsource them um and i i kind of like doing things myself as well because you can you know you can do the proofing yourself and proofing is when you're doing prints to match the color so you have to print it a bunch of times and adjust the color um i like the the fact that i could do the proofing myself and kind of i just like you know i'm the kind of guy that likes to do things myself. So I started doing them myself and, uh, eventually I'll get a, a larger printer and be able to print probably my, my big prints as well myself. But, you know, printers are ex- good. Printers are kind of expensive, but you know, not as expensive as I used to be. I, I bought, you can get them secondhand. You you know, like I got this 4,800 from Gabe, I think for like 700 bucks or 500 bucks or something. You know, and I put it on a credit card because it was just like I gotta, I need this thing. But it's like five hundred bucks to fill up with ink. Well, and yeah, not, <laughs> but not to mention, it's like I mean, think about how much money you made off of it in three months after owning it. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you yeah. paid it. It paid itself oh, off absolutely. in a hot second. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You think okay, how much? How how long is it going to take me to make five hundred dollars from prints? And it's not that long, really. You know, for to cover this cost. So. um that's the, you know, it's, it's cheaper in the long run. You make way more money doing prints yourself. But again, there's the, there's the maintenance. If it breaks, you have to take it to a repair place. You have to buy the paper. You have to buy the canvas. You have to buy the inks, which like I said, it's about 500 bucks to fill mine up. But that's another great thing about these um, uh, not, uh, professional and uh, printers is that the ink lasts a long time. It's not like the, the regular printers where ink just hardly lasts at all. That's the other thing. I was probably spending more money on the, using the cheap printers on the ink because it runs out so fast. These things last forever. I do a lot of printing and they, and they, I'm really, I'm so happy with this printer. I love this printer. I'm so into it. It's yeah, like, my office printer runs out really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I print out one manuscript. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I've got, I've got everything now. You know, every I buy most of my stuff on Amazon because I got Amazon Prime and the free shipping. So I've got, you know, when I need ink, I just hit a button, buy now with one click, and boom, in a couple of days I get my ink. So, um, so let's see, how do we get into more specifics? Uh, so the paper prints, 
you you know when you when you decide to go for paper prints, whether you have them outsourced or do them yourself. Um, let me let me just give oh what's the name of that place? There's a couple places. If you're in LA, it's easy to find a place, and probably in any big city, it's a lot easier to find a, a printer. But if you looked up, you know, searched G clay printing in your area or something, uh, you might find a place. But uh, the place I use for mine is called Artworks. And they are fineartpublishing.com. And they're, you know, kind of like the oldest and most well-known printer in L.A. They they do, do Robert Williams prints, and at least they used to. Mark Ryden prints. They're, like, pretty big time. Uh, there's another place. Damn it. I'll try and find it. We can put it in the... Yeah, we can put some links There's in. a couple other places around that are newer places that um, Gary at Copro says are really good, too. So there are those resources it's good to get a place uh, find a place that's local so that you can go and proof the image yourself so you can go and you know sit there with the guy who's doing the printing and saying you know what if this needs more blue this needs more red because i've done it i when i was first starting and working with a place i remember going in and you know the guy had the painting sitting there he was a total jackass he had it well it was like he had the painting and then he had the printout and the printout was not it didn't look like the painting color wise and he's just holding it there for me to look at it and i'm like uh he's like what okay what do you want me to do and i was like you know make it look like the painting do i have to go and analyze it for you you know he was totally had this horrible attitude um, Sounds like he was in the wrong business. Yeah, yeah. He's like colorblind. He's like, uh, <laughs> how did I get this job again? <laughs> and then I, you know, and another another bad experience I had. I went to a place that was really local. Like I could walk to it. Mm. A place in Monrovia, and there was this guy that was, you know, it was more like a. Uh, this place is still open too. He had like it's. They would blow up your photos really big, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they put family photos on G Clay's, mm-hmm. and it was like a new company, and. I was telling this guy, you know, if, if, if it works out, cause he, he hadn't done art prints before. I'm like, if this works out, I'll be ordering tons of stuff from you. Right. Right. And this is before I started doing my own canvas 11 by 14s, which is what I sell most regarding my canvas G clays. Um, and he fi- printed a bunch out and they were wrong and they printed them again. And they were wrong. And then he starts complaining that he's spending too much money and it was bad. Then we finally got them. I took them to a convention in New Jersey, a tattoo convention, and I pulled them out and and everywhere it was black, it was rubbing off on my fingers. I was so pissed, oh. man. I like spent all this money and then I couldn't sell these things. And that's, you know, so I took a chance on a, you know, a local <laughs> independent business and it didn't work out for me. So Well, I'll try to, I'll try to find the, the link to the place that I've done. Cause obviously I'm not a painter. And so I'm talking photography for myself, but I'll, uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll find the link to the place I use. That's just, you know, online because yeah. it's cheap and it's good. And yeah. I, and I was super, I mean, every time they've sent me back what I, if you're sending them, like, especially with photography, if you're sending them a high res image that you made, that's like, they, they, you can't fuck that up. I mean, really, right? right? Like well, I've never gotten a proof back wrong from this place you, anyway. So either they're really good or, you know, that's hard to fuck up because right. it's like, I'm getting, you, you know, well, the thing is, is it, it, all monitors are different. That's why they have these things called color profiles that right. make, you know, that, it's, yeah, that's why it's when a you whole, edit a film on your computer here and then it looks different when it's on a DVD yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So one good thing, if you are um, sending your sending your work out um, to get printed, it's good to, even if you have a small printer, if you do a small proof yourself that you know the color's right and you mail that physically to them because then they'll have something to look at to proof to, to match, you know. I did this with... Um, this band charred walls of the damned. I did their album cover and this guy, Richard Christie. 2010. Yeah. Something like that. And uh, cause he was, he was on the Howard Stern show. I used to listen to the Howard Stern show and he mentioned that he, his band, he was putting this band together and I think he was a drummer. He was a really amazing drummer for a band called death, I think, but in the eighties or nineties or something. But um, it was funny. I just emailed him. (laughs) You know, I didn't know the guy. 
And I was like, hey, let me do your album cover. I'll do it for free just to kind of get some promotion on the Howard mm-hmm. Stern show. And they did end up mentioning my name. But it's funny cool. because Howard Stern was like, he, he brought the CD and he's like, yeah, it's this Richard Christie. Yeah, it's this really cool artist named Chet Zar. And uh, Howard Stern's like, it's so dark. Like, the, it, it's so it's too dark. And he's like, yeah, I think they messed it up in the printing. He's like, you fucked it up. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was, they printed it too dark. Uh, but but I sent a hard copy with it, with the file, uh-huh. you know, like proof it to this, but they didn't do it. So anyway, uh, not that that has any bearing on this, but it does well, help. I, I just thought it was apropos because it's too dark, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're the dark artist. Yeah, he kind of said that too. Too That's dark. A, yeah, Richard Christie <laughs> said that too on there. He's like, well, you know, it's kind of like dark art or something. It, it kind of made a joke <laughs> of it. But anyway, um, so it is good to send a hard copy. Uh let me tell you the thing about here's a, here's something that a lot of people don't understand the word gicle. I've heard people say gickly, gickly, and it, it's pronounced gicle, and it's kind of a f- bullshit term. I think it's, you know, I've heard it's French for spray of ink or something, you know. But I I think it was like it's like a made up word, or at least it's the the whole thing with a quick little rundown on the history of these inkjet prints um graham nash from crosby stills and nash Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was a photographer also and he started printing his photos using these things called iris printers and those were the original uh uh advertising proofing printers and they were like a hundred grand but they were just inkjet prints there is the same mm-hmm. thing, but it, the technology wasn't there to be cheap yet. And so it was like, there were these huge machines that cost a hundred thousand dollars. There was one called a, a Roland printer. And I think one called an Iris printer, or maybe they were the same thing. I don't know. But he started, he figured out this marketing angle, like call them G clay, call them something French, make them special, but they're proofing their advertising proofing machines, you know, because mm-hmm. they had to get exact color of how their magazine was going to be printed out. Mm-hmm. So um, he kind of started this whole G clay thing from what I understand. And uh, so it's pronounced G clay and it just basically means an inkjet print. You know, if you call it an inkjet print, it doesn't sound as special, but it really is the same technology <laughs> as your printer that everybody has now and everybody uses. All printers are, are, are inkjet for the most part. So uh, just to just to clarify that um, and that, you know, that's maybe a bad thing to say, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's the, it's, it's the, truth. the truth. So it's, it's like, you know, the, the, the truth, the truth may be a bad thing to say at times, but it doesn't mean we don't say it. <laughs> yeah, right. But and, and I don't think it's, you know, if anything, it's more of saying how good the, the cheap printers are nowadays more than, you know, oh, these are G clays are just inkjet prints. You know, the, they look amazing. They're incredible. You can't, you know, you look up close and they look incredible. And it's really, um, you know, what's one thing I wanted to say too, is I've, I've heard artists saying, oh, I don't do prints. I won't do prints. They're not the original. It's not the same thing. It doesn't have the soul of the artist in it. And, you know, of course it's not going to be the same as an original, but you're going to spend like one one hundredth of the price of an, or maybe not one one hundredth, one twentieth or something of a price of an original. And yeah, maybe even more depending on, you know, the type of print you get. And it's, it's ultimately, it's about the image. If people like the image and they want to hang it on their wall and look at it, mm-hmm. you're going to deny that for them or make them go and print it off of some shitty right. thing, Instagram post on their crappy printer on typing would, paper, you know? It's yeah. Like, would you, here's, here's the thing. Would you rather have them go to Spencer's gifts at the mall and get some horror art poster? Right. The, the reason they're getting it isn't because they like the art. It's because it's a classy looking poster they can hang on their wall. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, again, if you can get them the image, that's your image, as opposed to some cookie cutter bullshit that some company bought up. That's just commodifying, commodify that shit yourself, yeah. make some money enrich people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And people, you know, if they want it, if they want prints, I'm more than happy to do it. I think it's great. I think prints are excellent and they're a way for people to collect art that don't have the money to collect originals. I'm one of those right here. My whole entire Chet Zar collection, except for one painting that is in my office, <laughs> is a print collection. <laughs> yeah. So I'm totally into the print thing. And, and like I said, I've 
I make, I think, you know, I haven't broken it down, but I do look on my, um, on my website, I've got stats on my big cartel shop and it tells me, you know, how much of what I've sold over the years and prints, prints are definitely at the top of the list for sure. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, it makes sense too, because, you know, and I've said this before, you, you can sell one painting and you're going to make your money on that one painting, but you know, you can sell a hundred prints and make 10 times the amount of the original painting. And then you've got a hundred people that are into your work that Mm -hmm. are showing it, that can afford it. You're also, you know, catering to people that aren't, don't have money for originals, which is, you know, also important to me, aside from the money-making aspect, I think it's cool to, to offer something affordable for people that love art. You know, well, especially because it's like I want to if I want to give a gift to somebody, it's like I might see some amazing piece of art that really makes me think of that person to be able to spend 20 bucks and give them this thing that could mean so much to them that you made, but you didn't really make, you know what I mean? It's like, it's this amazing thing. And it's like to be able to do that as opposed to, again, go and spend $20 at some random store and some random piece of art, some random artist, you know what I mean? Right. Or just like a t-shirt or, you know what I mean? It's like, well, and that the t-shirt thing is so funny is like the reason I stopped buying clothes at hot topic when I was a kid, when I was young was because all they had were bands. And I was like, I don't want to just wear around band shirts. I wish, (laughs) and, and I used to think this, I used to be like, I wish they had band shirts with without the band names, (laughs) just the art, you know what I mean? I'd be Mm -hmm. like, if they just would have the fucking art on there. (laughs) And so it's so funny now because it's like, I got all these shirts from you, all these Chet Zar (laughs) shirts that I wear. And it's exactly what I always wanted. Cause it's like, (laughs) you know, and then people ask you like, well, what's that for? And I'm like, well, it's for nothing. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, it's just art. It's just, it's, it's for art, you know, like it's cool looking. That's what it's for. But see, that's what I like. Like, I think it's weird when you're like, I don't know. It just, it seems, I'll give you an example. The dude that came up with the Nike swoop, that guy sold that image once, right? Oh. Nike's been selling that shit oh, ever yeah. since. And he, I think it was a woman and, and she only got paid like a hundred bucks or something too. Right. It was like something She's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same thing. It's yeah. like, why not, do you know, continue to earn and get your brand out there? Because the thing is, one of the things I think the Dark Art Society, at least insofar as I'm concerned, stands for is us taking back this branding, monopolizing dominatrix of a, you know, consumerism machine that's just propaganda infusing us, you know, with just like all of these ideologies that we actually don't stand for. Whereas like if we can, if each one of us as artists built our own brand and interjected it in a, a reasonable and responsible and methodical way into this world, it would be a much better world because right, yeah. the truth matters is we all have a lot better things to say and i'd much rather wear some other person's artwork than wear some bullshit that i bought at a fucking hot topic you know right, what i mean any yeah. the week i would pay ten dollars more for a shirt to have it be on a crappier shirt with cooler imagery right Seriously. yeah yeah plus you're supporting that artist and you know they're they're supporting you with their art and you know yeah. i i even the t-shirt thing that's a, it's a little off topic for uh, the, the subject of prints, but not really in a way, you know, a lot of people think that it's, you know, it's, it's cheesy to have your art on shirts, but I think why not? You know, it's cool. Uh, you, you know, I, it's, I think it's cool to wear artwork on a t-shirt. It's, not, it's, it's like, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm like, stuck in my adolescence in that way but i think i you know that's what i want to wear i want to wear cool stuff on a t-shirt you know it's it's that same thing it's like make what you want to what you like you know whatever Mm -hmm. you like make more of that right yeah i i would much rather i mean if you look in my closet what you're gonna see is shirts that's it that's all i own Uh i have I probably have, you know, like, I don't know, 50 t-shirts and that's it. That's like, that's my closet and they're all black right? and they all have some kind of cool, weird art on them. And, you know, some of them are a little more kitsch, like you just found them, but other things like, especially the stuff that I printed, like I really hold on to the stuff that I printed because I, the one that had to do the work, it's work, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that it does kind of fit in at least in the sense of commodifying your brand, you know, Mm -hmm. like with, I like to paint monsters, for instance, that first Kickstarter, that was a way to actually get people on board for what we were doing and be able to make something that we could then sell to them that then they would have a vesting in this 
this process. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. not any different than having a consumer that's buying bunches of paper prints. You know, right. T-shirts are prints, hoodies are prints. Right, These are right. all things that people can enjoy. That is a commodity that there's only going to be so many of in many cases. Like I'm not going to keep printing. I like to paint monster hoodies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to happen at a certain point in time. I have to tap out. You know, <laughs> well, and so then that's a special thing for those people because yeah. no one else gets that shit. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and this makes me think of something interesting too. Is because I, I I recently heard an artist saying they don't like to do prints because the the soul's not there and blah blah blah. But if, you know, if you're especially if you're doing your own printing, then y- your soul is there too. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm sitting there pr- proofing the colors. I'm making sure that they're not fucked up in any way. I look at every. I do all my the, the prints that I can do. And the prints I get from the printer, I check over. I'm holding them. I'm touching right. every print. Right. I'm I'm putting the paper in. I'm touching the paper. And uh, I have someone who's helping. Now, I used to pack everything, too. But now I have someone who helps me uh, pack prints. But there is, you know, there is but even involvement. Having someone, if you think about it, you're paying them. And that is part, that is your soul. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Jesus right. Christ, we, we, how much of our soul do we sell away on a daily basis to make that money? Right, I mean, right. Come on, yeah, yeah. Honest, yeah, right? it's true. You know, uh, so it is. And, and even like for me, screen printing, I keep kind of motioning behind me because that's where my screen printing press is. But it's like it's it, there's nothing involved in that process that I'm not involved in. And it's an incredibly difficult and time consuming and expensive process. Right, and it doesn't yeah. earn money. It's not a money earner. And so if you're doing it, it's because you love it. Right. You know what I mean? And because you want to do it and because you feel passionate about it. Like it, I have never made money off my patches, but I will continue to make patches because right. I believe in the art <laughs> of patch making. And I believe in sewing shit over holes. <laughs> yeah, I mean I it's funny with the, the the printing thing. I'm totally into it. I I wish I had more time to focus on printing and do more prints cuz I I it's funny once you it's it's a like a weird little hobby I have. I'm so into my printer. I love this printer like people love their cars. <laughs> You know, it's like, I'm so into this printer. It's so you cool. You, you should really have a better name for it than 4,800 yeah. since you're so into it. Like I, people I guess, have with their cars. Yeah, I should name it. I never <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> but I would name it. For I just sure. think it's so cool to have to, to, to be able to do that on the computer and print out this image. that looks so good. It's it's really it's really fun. I really like doing it. Um, but the the the. So, you know, let me, let me recap a little. We've got paper print, G clays, paper G clays, even though, you know, prints are in G clays, they're they're the same thing. I think anything inkjet is, is a G clay on paper or canvas. Um, It's different from screen printing, but you heard it here, lithographs or whatever. So um, you've got the paper prints and there's different paper qualities. There's all kinds of different papers you can do. You can use, um, I've, like I said, I've always kind of gone with Epson stuff and it's worked really well with me. Um, and then there's the canvas G clays. And so I have this kind of, you know, okay. I'm just trying to go through what it takes to set up an edition and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have this, I'm, I'm, old school in this way. I've got this big ass notebook that has paper in it. Each paper, each piece says a name of the print, the size it is, where you can buy, you know, in case I die or something, where you can buy for my kids, where you can buy, um, the, the materials, you know, like where I get my paper, where I get my ink, what size it is. And then there's a series of numbers, you know, how many numbers are in the edition. And then there's a series of, if it's an edition of a hundred, there's a series of one through a hundred. And when I, when I get an order, I print a print out, I go to the book, uh, this hard copy book. Cause I just, for some reason I've all, I, you know, I, I do most of my stuff on the computer, but when it comes to these prints, I have this print book. I just don't trust the computer. I, I need a hard copy. So I take a pencil and I you can't it. fuck that up. <laughs> yeah. they, but just to explain, because if you fuck up an, a, an edition, you know, you've told people that you're paying the amount you're paying because it's a special set. And if you fuck that up, you're ripping those people off. Even if, yeah, it, if you it send wasn't two, intentional, yeah, if you send, still irresponsible. If you send two of the same numbers, you know, that's bad. So, yeah. and since, you know, normally I guess if you were a, a rich artist and you could afford it, you would, have all your stuff printed at once. You would sign and number them all at once and then you'd put them in storage and then ship them as you got your orders. Right. But I can't afford to do that. And most people I know can't afford to do that. So we print on demand. When we get an order, I print one out. I check off the number on the list. If it's number 10 of a hundred, I'll, I'll 
check off the number 10. I write 10 over a hundred on the print and then I sign it. And, um, at the, at, at, and at that point, the, uh, uh, we, we package it up and that's another issue that we should talk about a little bit. Um, uh, let me just give a little quick thing about <coughs> canvas clays. The stuff I, I, I get my canvas clay, my canvas paper, canvas, not paper, for my printer um, from a place called breathingcolor.com. It's a company in Texas, Gabe turned me on to. And I use this canvas called Live Canvas. It's L-Y-V-E. And I get them in rolls, like a 17 inch. It's as wide as I can print on my printer and 17 by 40 inches. So that gets me quite a few canvas G clay, 11 by 14 prints from that. And um, uh, they also offer this, you have to, when you, with a canvas print, you print it out and then you stretch it over stretcher bars, like a painting. Stretcher bars are the wooden bars that support a canvas painting. So you can, you know, I buy the stretcher bars. You can get stretcher bars from Breathing Color as well, like a 11 inch and 14 inch. They have little slots. You put them together, you hammer them together into a, a, a square frame, and then you kind of use a staple gun and staple them together, and then you um, stretch the canvas over it and then staple that on the back to stretch it tight. But the thing is, if it doesn't have this coating on it, it will crack on the edges. So you have to varnish it with a varnish, either with a spray gun or with a brush, which is how I do it. And I forgot the name of the... They have different varnishes. Timeless, I think it's called Timeless Varnishes. The stuff I use. Where's all our sponsors at? Listen to these names. No dropping. kidding. I know. <laughs> Should be making money here. Help us, people. Help us. <laughs> um, so, so then they, you know, the canvas gets printed out. It gets, you know, three coats, two or three coats of this varnish, and then when that's dry, it gets stretched, and then we uh, pack it in a plastic, kind of a heavy plastic bag. I get from. Um, well, I used to. Get stuff from Uline, but I found out that she's the owner is a huge Trump supporter and, and was Ugh. vocal about it. So I stopped using Uline, and now I use a, like a local company in Orange County called Paper Mart, and they have just about everything Uline has. Um, I still have to get a few things from Uline because they have certain boxes, you know, certain sizes of boxes I have to get. But I uh, get most of my stuff from Paper Mart now, and so anyway. Plastic bag, bubble wrap, you know, one layer of bubble wrap, and I fit them in these boxes that are just a, a good size to where you have a couple inches all around and make sure the thing's very snug in the box and you're good to go. And when it comes to paper prints, you can ship them flat or you can ship them rolled. And I don't really like shipping them rolled. It's, it's kind of better to ship them rolled because the tubes are less likely to get crushed than a big flat box, mm -hmm. but it's, it's scary rolling a print up for me. I don't like the idea of rolling it. It's just my thing. It comes out curled, mm -hmm. you know, and I did, I did these for the uh, $50 drawings. I, I shipped those cause those were so cheap and I didn't charge. I don't think I charged shipping on them. So um, I, I, I sent those out the cheapest way possible, which was rolled in a tube. But um, with prints, I, I do them flat. And so in order to, first thing you have to do with a paper print is you have to mount the print on a piece of backing board. And I get the backing board from a place called clearbags.com. And they have, you know, this just, it's backing board. It's cardboard. It's made to hold prints. And, you know, you have to figure out the right size, a little bit larger than your print. And then in order to hold the print to mount it, they have these plastic clear like corners with adhesive on them. So, you, you know, I put two on opposite sides of each other just to hold the thing in place. They're like the old fashioned, they're like big versions of the old fashioned. Remember those old fashioned little corners that you'd in the, yeah, photo, like the photograph photo folks. albums. Yeah. yeah. It's I like, know exactly what you're talking about because you, you walked me through this whole process okay. and I've done all this print sending. So I'm like, I'm just nodding along. Cause like I, you got me, I, I bought, had to do this whole thing. Remember with the, right. uh, those prints, those 13 by 19 prints for well, one of the ILTPM right. Kickstarters. Well, there's a lot of little things. Or no, that, 16 by twenties. They were huge. I remember those, they were huge. Right. Well, there's a, there's just so much 
you know, details that you don't think about. Oh, I'm going to make prints. And then you don't realize right, that you right. have to get a special box. You have to get the back. Yeah, if you're going to do a 16 by 20 that's flat, you got to have those little things on. And then right. you got to stick those on and each corner goes in it to hold it flat. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I, to me, this is uh, valuable information because when I was starting, it was it was hard to find that information. I had to ask a bunch of different people. And luckily, like I said, Cam would help me out. Gabe would help me out. But if you don't know a lot of other artists, this is, yeah, it's rough. you know, this is valuable info for something that's actually, once you figure it out, it's really easy to do. Yeah. And so, it's kind of fun too. It's yeah. almost kind of like a yeah. meditative, yeah. certainly like when I was doing it, I was kind of like, cause you get into this kind of a, a, a pattern and you like a flow and kind right. of a beat or a totally. tempo or a rhythm in it. And it's nice to make them all nice and straight and put them, yeah, mount fun. them right. And then the other thing is they have these plastic bags, um, call, uh, I forgot the, they only have a few different types of plastic bags on there, but they have bags that fit the backing perfectly. Right. Those crystal bags yeah, or whatever. Crystal. I think they are called crystal bags or crystal clear bags or something, mm -hmm. but they, they fit perfect. So it's kind of nice. Cause you get the, you, you mount the print with the little corners on the cardboard and then you put the cardboard in the little plastic bag and it has adhesive at the top and you rip the little strip off fold it over and then you have this nice nice neat package packaged print and that it's helpful too when you're uh if you're going to a convention and selling your artwork because you you know if when they're not in the bag that they, they're so easy to get scratched and scuffed up but once they're in the bag and fingerprints and shit on yeah them. yeah so you can they're easy to transport so everything gets put in that i mean if you've bought a print from me you know this because you've seen it you've this is how i package it but um so you put that in the bag, seal it up, and then I get these boxes from Uline that, that are like flat, wide boxes that fit the cardboard perfectly. And um, I have two sizes to fit, fit these two different prints I have, the two main prints I do, the kind of medium size and the large size. And then I have, you know, basically for the 8x10 open editions, I have smaller backing boards and smaller plastic bags and one well, on the eight by tens they're not you don't have them them stuck down um, like the little corner jobbies no i don't because they fit yeah. perfectly they, they fit so yeah they, yeah, fit, they fit perfectly, perfectly with the back in the bag, in the bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah and those i think we send we have like a uh, bubble envelope we send those in because those are smaller and um, you know, not as, not as expensive, mm -hmm. but they, you know, they, they travel well, they're, they, they get there fine. So, um, anyway, that's kind of the packaging process for, for those prints. And, uh, uh, I, I include for the limited editions, I include for most of my prints, I include a certificate of authenticity which is also known as a COA. If you ever see that COA means certificate of authenticity. And I've, I don't 99% of my buyers don't seem to not care about the certificate of authenticity. That's more like a throwback to the old, old school, you know, high end art market where people are spending $10,000 on a Picasso print, you know, mm -hmm. lithograph because, um, because there are more art forgers that would be mm -hmm. printing these things. So the certificate apparently has got the, you know, the artist's signature and some kind of seal just, but the thing is, is if you could fake a print, you could fake a certificate yeah, of authenticity. Right. <laughs> you know, I guess, I guess it goes, I, you know, so to me, the, the, not to mention they're buying it from you right, in yeah, most cases. Right, right. So yeah. Like, so it's kind of an outdated thing, but I still do it because some people do want, want that. And I think everyone recognizes by now that you're old school, Chet. So it's okay. <laughs> well, it's okay. You still no, do it. I still have. I still have. I I still have, uh, have people ask me once in a while, you know, yeah, about yeah. it. So it's like I well, think there for, are other old school people out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think for insurance purposes, a lot of times people, it's it to have a certificate sure. of authenticity is like you could give it to your insurance company, and and that is proof to them because they don't know anything about the art business and that some when guy, I when I told them how much was in my house they didn't even make me itemize they were like <laughs> they, they they didn't they were like figure out how much is in your house and tell us how much that is they didn't even make right. me prove any of it isn't that weird yeah that is weird I mean I guess they just trusted me which is weird 
But I mean, I am trustworthy, so I guess it's not weird, but it's weird because most people aren't maybe. I don't know. So certificates of authenticity. This kind of threw me for a loop at first. I didn't know what to do when I first started doing these. And, um, you know, you could order them from a printer. You can get one with a pretty gold seal, like the participation award at your grade school. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to do is get like a... a uh, what do you call them? They're like stamps, like those metal yeah, die cut things. Yeah. Yeah. And cause that's kind of cool. And that's sort of hard to fake. Um, and you could stamp that or you could stamp the print, mm-hmm. you know, I've used stamps a lot. Stamps are, I, I, cause my mom got me my first stamp when I was like 12 or something. She took one of my drawings and took me into a stamp. Oh, place cool. and made it, and I, I have it right here. Actually. Really? Next to, yeah. It's, Is it a rubber right stamp or a metal yeah, stamp? It's a, it, no, it's a rubber stamp. I mean, oh, I've okay. had metal stamps too, but right. yeah, my first rubber stamp cool. right there. And it says, it says Joker's wild. And it's like <laughs> this, it's like this, like scully mouth. It's all, oh, like way down like that. And it's got a patch over one eye and then like a jester's cap on. Yeah, I can see it's great. Well, the, 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 uh, it's an embosser. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks like a wrench or a pair of pliers. Yeah, imbo- I've used embossers, uh, at, when I worked in the casinos, so that's how I know yeah. about them. So that's kind of cool that you can emboss, you know, you, you can basically what I'm saying for certificates of authenticity, you can do whatever you want. I mean, some of mine are just printed on this kind of nice paper I get uh, off Amazon, kind of like, uh, uh, resume paper, kind of ex- expensive paper. And some, I just use colored paper that corresponds to the print. I try and do th- certificates to coincide with the print a little bit. Like all the ego death ones, I found this glow in the dark paper, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. So I, yeah, print, that was cool. I print out all the certificates on glow in the dark paper, just cause it's fun. It's expensive though. Like, really <laughs> not a smart way to go. Cause it's like, <laughs> three dollars a sheet that's or, kind of like or something when we decided we were going to sign all of the shirts with glowing in the dark <laughs> yeah, pens right. that, wasn't a great idea. that wasn't a good idea but uh so you know you you can kind of have fun with their certificate of authenticity if you're you know if you have the energy you can do a little doodle on it you know to really make it like this is for real this is legit but really you know it's it it's not necessary and it's not probably not that important really. And if so. you're going to, and if you're going to go to the trouble, you might as well get one of those badass wax ones, you know, oh, with yeah, the stamp yeah. you yeah. like melt some wax and stamp that bitch and make it look really authentic and cool and grimy <laughs> and like 15th century. You know? I mean, the thing they're going to do it go all the way. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The thing I think that's, that's most valuable with certificates of authenticity is it's just, another layer of coolness you can add to your product. Sure. You know, if you, cause I, I don't feel like my certificates that I have since I, they're, they're the, like a carryover from when I first started. So they're not that sophisticated. Um, but I realize they're also not important enough to spend a lot of time on. And I just, time is so short for me. So I just kind of send them out as a You'd courtesy. You'd rather throw in like a little extra rubber skull or something. Yeah, instead. yeah exactly. That's, <laughs> that's my, your that's certificate my, of authenticity. Yeah, rubber toys. plastic skeleton from the 99 cent store. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but it is kind of fun that you, you can make it unique and you can make it, you know, you can also make the, um, your prints feel more valuable if you have a nice certificate with it, you know, mm-hmm. that's, it's kind of a marketing thing. It's also, like I said, it's a cool, you can be creative with it and have a certificate that's totally unique. Like no one else. It's just another cool part of the branding and marketing process that you can have fun with and be creative with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, they are, they aren't necessary. I think there was, you know, a law that you had to send uh, certificates of authenticity authenticity certificates with the prints like it was a legal thing like it was at some point in time yeah and it may still be like some weird law on the books and that might be just a california thing but that was to to thwart um art forgers yeah yeah and like i said it's you know it's a different world now and you know i don't it's not usually if someone's forging your art it's because they got it from the internet someplace in russia or china that just threw up a bunch of art they found online and they're you know Yep. it's it's 
like I said, it's a different world. So anyway, well, and you can, and, and you can fight that stuff. So it's not like that's a losing battle. If that happens to you, don't lose hope. I have friends that are fighting those kinds of battles right now and they're doing so successfully. So don't even sweat it. Right. Yeah. If I you mean, did something and you own it and you can prove it, you'll figure it out. I've gone, I've been going through those things. I've seen people go through them. So yeah, don't sweat it. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, a guy like on my level, I'm not having this huge issue with being ripped off. So Sure. Then something I'm sure a lot of that has to do with have, being such a niche artist too. You know, it's not like my stuff is widely accepted by the mainstream. So I'm gonna be right. not. I'm not gonna be the first guy to get chosen. You know, to to get ripped off. But still, um, it's you know. But your stuff is also recognizable enough that people would probably realize. And there's that fine line when you're trying to hustle somebody out of their imagery, because you're going to go for somebody who's a big enough fish that it's going to actually, or the imagery is good enough that you can make money off of it. But that's not so big, anybody's going to realize who who they're you know biting at. Right. But right. these but these things get sold off through so many hands, you know, because you got like one person that finds it that sells it to some other dude that sells it to some other dude, right. you know. And I mean, next thing you know, like you said, it's in China being made on T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna you know yeah. it's like yeah and, uh so i i'm trying to think if there's anything else to add oh let's talk about a little bit because we're getting actually near the end it's like 54 minutes right now so um one thing like i i haven't done yet that i want to do and that gabe leonard does and it's actually kind of a cool idea are hand embellished g clays oh here's, wait, hold <laughs> that on that is a cool idea come here doc Oh God! Okay. Um, he came and opened the door. Uh, uh, hold on one second. Hold right. on, I gotta shut the door. He's gonna shut the door. Yeah, I'm curious about the hand embellished stuff. I've seen people do it, and I've heard about it, and it seems like a good way to add like an extra layer of value, you know? Because then, it, then there is something that's original there. There's something Sorry. signature going on. Sorry. I was just talking about my ideas in relation to embellished prints. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what was your idea? <laughs> uh, I was just saying that I think it's cool because it adds a whole nother layer of value because it's like something that's original, even though it's a reproduction, right. there's this original intent that's going into it from the artist. And so it adds like another layer of value. That was what I was saying. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And well, let me explain what it, what it is. Cause um, yeah, I, I didn't know what it was when I first heard about it. They're called hand embellished prints and uh, it's most, I think you can do it on paper prints, but it's mostly on G clays. And that is where you take our canvas G clays. Um, and that's where you take a canvas G clay and you either, you can, you can paint brush strokes in using a, a gel medium, acrylic gel medium that dries clear. So it gives the impression of brush strokes, which is kind of cheesy in a way to just to do the brush strokes because then it's like it's just you're really just trying to make it look more like a painting what i think are cool for hand embellished prints are when you change the painting you mm -hmm. know when that's you actually what, add, what i think it's cool too. right right when you add more color like i know gabe did this really cool one it was like i forgot what he called it it was you know it's gunfighter guys uh, and he called it like the Quentin Tarantino version or something. And he put like all this blood splattered paint on it. So it changed the vibe of the print. And it was, it uh, had, um, it was unique. It was one of a kind. So it's a way of taking a, a print and making it a little more valuable, you know, and you could do anything. You could repaint the background. You could just add highlights here and there. You can, you can do anything. You could, totally mess it up and make go crazy on it. Or you can just add a few little touches here and there. And, you know, then like, like you were saying, it's, it becomes a one of a kind item, even though it's a print, it's kind of a cross between a painting and a print. And, um, I haven't tried it yet and I'm supposed to try it. I'm supposed to do it on this G clay at, for this show Saturday at the Guillermo show for this piece, this print of the pale man I, I did. But uh, I, I don't even know if I'm going to have time to do it. This week is insane. But anyway, um, so I actually really want to try that because it's cool because it's it's you still can't charge as much as a painting. So it's still pretty affordable, but it but it has brush strokes on it. And, yeah, you know, I think that's super cool. It's kind of like, I would, if it's I like was a remix in a, in a way. Yeah, if I was a in a place to afford artwork, that's what I would get. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, it may be this huge... <laughs> it may be a huge market for me. I don't know. So I'm going to try that. Um, I think it's a cool idea. So 
basically I can you, see some like black nerve administrator and yeah, mourner two. Yeah. Those two, because they have all the yellow. Right. Oh, did you get some cool ass shit with those two? Right. You could do some cool stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just another, you know, way to broaden your, stop it, broaden your, um, you know, your products and, you know, make well, them Well, in all unique of this, I mean, to, me listening to you, it's like all of this, what this says to me is like, here are all of these resources, here are all these ideas, here are all these ways I've done it and other people have done it. Now make it your own, you know, right, like right. see which part excites you, which part is fun, which part it gets your creative juices flowing, which, you know, what, what about it do you like? And then take your style and your voice and your brand and meld that together and make it your own. Yeah, absolutely. These are just in, information, the building blocks to do whatever you want to do. You know, it's, that's what's so cool about being able to offer this as a podcast, you know, mm -hmm. just offering this information is, is cool because it allows you to be, a, a, you know, information is power, allows you to be a better artist. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure just to, to, to wrap it up, I'm pretty sure that you varnish your canvas print first and then you add, you know, paints, acrylic paint, you know, or gel, gel mediums or whatever you want to do to it. Um, and that's it. That's a hand embellished print. So I think. You could, I mean, uh, immediately it's like you could embellish it with blood. You could embellish it with maple syrup. You could embellish it with paprika. <laughs> you could. I, mean, you I could don't think it would sell, but you could. <laughs> you could, you know, I can't, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you could, could, you, you could do. You could, anything you could put on it that you could get to stay on it that makes it interesting, that feeds off of the style you or could the do voice. With, I mean, I'm just saying I could go a yeah, million directions. Yeah, right away. you could do it with Sharpies. You could, you know, whatever. You could, whatever you yeah. think. You could, it's just, it's, it's, it's it's really cool. It's cool. There's so many different things you could do. And then these are just things that are kind of like the established things that artists do. There's a whole world of things that haven't been done yet with prints that could be yeah, amazing. Like I have all this, dude, I have all this mica here. How cool would it be? Because mica is like right. thinner than paper and it's like sparkly. How cool would it be to like get something wet on there and then like, you know, put mica on there. Right. I want to do I'm, Catch the light. Yeah, and shit. totally. You could totally do that or, or glitter or whatever, you know, it, I, I've been wanting to do for a long time glow in the dark paint and embellished with glow oh, in the dark yeah, paint. So was, but there's, yeah, you know, that'd be super cool. I don't know of a good glow in the dark paint and I haven't had the time to try it. But it, the point being is, you know, you can do anything and prints are great. And if you're an artist and you're making your living from your art and you need to make money doing art, if you're not doing prints, you're really missing out on something huge. It's really a big deal. So. That's the spiel on prints. Not that's like dark, the that's like dark dark art marketing two. Right. Or three. <laughs> and those that's not the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> he had to say it a third I just time. Had to. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. It was really good. It wasn't I, that I, good. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard. It was just stupid. And Chad has the best laugh ever. <laughs> no, you, I had, don't. you had to give everybody your laugh at the end. You do you have like this great chuckle. It's like a classic <laughs> chuckle sound. Classic chuckle. You told me one time that what my laugh sounded like that it sounded like somebody else's laugh at one point in time. Who's whose laugh? You said that I sounded like Adam's laugh. It was like when you and I oh, first yeah, got to know yeah, each other, right. you were like going off about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I, I, I don't listen to myself laugh. I don't listen to these, so I don't know how it sounds yeah. anymore. <laughs> I, I li I've listened enough to know that I can't deal with listening to it. So <laughs> I could, but it's like, why put myself through any more discomfort than I already am? Yeah. Oh, and so wrapping it up, I want to one more, one more mention promotion of the fear my show that's opening on October 7th at Copper Gallery at 8 p.m., 8 to 11.30, but it usually goes later than that. Um, I'll have, at this point, it looks like it's going to be eight pieces, seven 11 by 14 pieces and one 16 by 20, and they'll all have custom frames, which are being cast up right now by Lee Shamels, doing an amazing job, and I'm going to, yeah, I'll be posting pictures of them, and anyway, that's what's going yeah. on get some and this uh, is your chance this only happens once a year and who knows 
For all you know, people, he may take next year off. He's been threatening it as long as I've known him, but he may follow through one of these times. He may not have a yeah, juxtaposed re- article next year. So <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm really planning. Event, I'm planning on not doing a solo show next year for sure. So, I, so I, here's the I, thing. This I need a may year be, off. Yeah, this may be your last chance for two years then to actually get and go and see this and have this experience. So yeah. you should do it. I mean, I'm going to still be creating art, but I got to take a year where I don't have to prep for a solo show unless some amazing opportunity comes up. So um, someone, someone should pay. Here's what needs to happen is we need somebody to give you all the money for all the paintings up front and then to paint the show. Yeah. Well, all of them, you know, like it, give well, you the like money dystopia. for 15, 15 pain. No, not like through Kickstarter though. I mean like somebody just to, you know, a philanthropist just to come in and give you enough to do 15 paintings and give you five months to do it. And there you go. Bam. Yeah. And it would be the best, pay, best show you ever did. Cause you were not stressing the whole time. Right. You know what I mean? You'd already been paid for all. They're already sold. You just have to make good ass, good paintings. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean for you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, also, if you want to support the podcast, if you want to go over to Chetzard at bigcartel.com and support, that would be helpful. I'm, I'm, I, it's, I'm at this point right now where I need money, but you know, you're not supposed to have a sale before an art show because you don't want to, you know, galleries don't really like that, but I'm at a point where I'm probably going to have to have a, have a print sale soon. <laughs> but if I, yeah, I won't have to, if you maybe go over and buy some stuff, but yeah, yeah, uh, and thank you for listening. Thank you, Mike, for taking the time and offering this public service. Indeed. Yeah, if you guys want to give me some money, oh, because right. uh, I, I only have one, one avenue for money at this point in time <laughs> from, the, from the public. Um, yeah, you guys can go over to my Patreon, which is Emails from Infinity. And you guys can also listen to that podcast, which is kind of our sister podcast. And if you do and you like it and you want to throw like even a dollar in my direction a month, that'd be super cool. Yeah, it's really an amazing podcast. And oh, that's another thing is I did... Uh, an interview yesterday with Andrew Hawkins, uh, freaky fandom podcast, which is probably going to air, I think the same day as this one, he wanted to put it out early. Oh, cool. So I'll be promoting that. And that was really good. We talked mostly about my work in the film industry and, and a lot of stuff that we didn't cover on, on uh, our version of it when we did the Hollywood mm-hmm. versions, I think. So yeah, that was cool. So he, he was great. And, um, that's a great podcast as well. So check that out. And, um, that's 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 it. I'm gonna go. Pay, I'm gonna go finish these paintings. Like, I'm gonna go probably go start digging this kiva hole again, and <laughs> I'm gonna have a fire too. I think tonight. Nice. You gotta have a fire by your kiva while you're digging it. I don't know. That just seems right. It seems elemental. Oh yeah, you should do it. Yeah. So I even cut up the wood already. I'm all prepped. So Sounds have fun like painting. Fun. I'll have burning wood and looking at the Milky Way and getting yeah. intoxicated and theogens. <laughs> Enjoy that. <laughs> thanks. All right. Enjoy thanks. Your painting. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Sure. All right.